Our next guest could be our most popular guest that we have on. I love this guy. I love him. There's no agenda. There's just information. Dr. Murray Cohn is an infectious disease specialist. He was with the CDC over 20 years. He's in Panama helping that country, and he gets up early to join us now. Dr. Cohn, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How about y'all? We're doing well. Boy, the local or the national news last night really drew my attention when they had that report. Like the last thing we need, eight brands of hand sanitizer being recalled in Arizona and Texas. And I mean, Costco, Target, because it killed 11 people. They (sighs) traced it to the sanitizer. So it got my attention, Doc. And I turn up the TV and, well, turns out the eight, eight of the 11 drank it. (laughs) <laughs> you know that it, it's actually a real problem. I, I've never been a fan of alcohol sanitizers for a whole lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, it's dangerous. It's flammable, first of all. I mean, the FDA requires all the makers to put you know flammability warnings on the on the bottles. I mean, it's really flammable. Mm-hmm. You know the the race cars, the alcohol fuel race cars. Yeah, that burns with an invisible flame. You could put some hand sanitizer in a plate. And put a cigarette lighter over it, and you know it'll 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 go on fire, but you can't see it. Hold a paper towel over that, and it'll blow up in flames. Wow! I mean, it is that fl- it is so flammable. Yeah. That that um, campers keep it in their backpacks, not so much for hand sanitizing, but as a fire starter. Man. Plus, as you say, plus, as you say it's a poison. People drink it because they're stupid. Um, also, it uh, it absorbs through the skin. So we've had cases of nurses. Uh, you know, people who use it a whole lot, where they've actually absorbed uh, an intoxicating blood level just through having it on their skin too much. Oh, that's a good so excuse. You know, so it's, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't give it to kids. It's like, you know, here, kids, go play with matches. You've been drinking, Elliot? No, just using the hand sanitizer, <laughs> officer. <laughs> well, Dr. Cohn, you mentioned school, and, and we're in a situation now where, five, you know, five months ago we wanted to get the kids back in school. Now uh, a lot of virtual school, a lot of half and half. Uh, what's your recommendation when it comes to school? Should kids be in the classroom? Well, I'm glad I'm you know not in government having to make those calls right now. Not anymore. Um, I'm really conflicted because I believe we absolutely need kids in school, um, just like parents. We've got to get kids out of the house. But the kids need the socialization as well as, you know, just, just the whole concept of school. Um, on the other hand, right now, it really is dangerous. So I don't know. I, you know, I just I throw up my hands. I don't know. I feel bad for all the, you know, governors and mayors that have to make these calls. Um, I imagine, like we should have done with reopening businesses, um, if we if we – pay attention to data and we go into places that have pretty low prevalence, we could start schools, you know, on some kind of modified schedule, fewer peaks, fewer kids in the classrooms, um, you know, making sure everybody wears masks, especially the adults, got to worry about the adults in the schools um, and, and see how that goes. I mean, I hate to make it an experiment, but you just got to go into it slowly. That'd be my recommendation. Just uh, don't mm-hmm. jump into it too quickly and let's start out in the, you know, maybe out in the more rural areas where we've got less cases. Our favorite doctor, Dr. Murray Cohen, live from Panama right now. Christy, you had some questions for the good doc? Yeah, doctor. Uh, we hear a lot when this first started that a lot of the cases uh, were congregate settings, and now we're hearing that a lot of the cases are community settings. So what's the difference between the two, and are we going to have uh, something bigger come our way? 
Well, first of all, Christy, this is the first time you've ever spoken to me. I know it is. So it's a, it's, it's a pleasure because usually yeah, I'm in a complete, you okay, want to talk about social time, distancing. Pepper, that's your time. Yeah, you're, you're off. You're off, Christy. You're off. Okay. All right. Doc, next um, question, doctor. Um, <laughs> community spread is, is important for when an outbreak starts. For, uh, for example, something like uh, a hospital-acquired or healthcare-acquired infection, something like MRSA or C. diff, which are very dangerous um, bacterial infections that happened almost exclusively in hospitals. When they finally broke out of hospitals and started passing around in the community, that basically is an epidemic status. So it's much harder to control. So all that all that indicates epidemiologically is is kind of the, the status of the population infection, uh, and it and it's a warning sign where you have to put uh, protective measures in. And that's what our governor keeps saying. He says, you know, the the numbers, the cases that keep coming up, he brings up that this is a community spread. This is uh, either bars or people going on vacation and bringing back into the state. So he keeps bringing up community. Absolutely. And by the way, I've been reading about Governor DeWine. Y'all should uh, thank your lucky stars. You've got such a strong governor. He's he's making all the right moves, finally. Hey, Dr. Coates, so with the masks, though, we've been wearing masks in Franklin County in Columbus for three weeks now, a little over three weeks, and the numbers are still about 14, 1,500 a day. Have they thought ahead, or can you think ahead enough in this? What if we're all wearing masks, and it's two months down the road, and the numbers just aren't going down? Do we panic and lock everybody up, or just this is just what it is? Or does it, it prove it that the masks don't work? Yeah. But it's really a combination. It's mask plus distancing. And I'll be surprised if they if they go up. Here, here's an interesting uh, fact that's just emerged. Uh, right now in the southern hemisphere, you know, it's winter down there when it's summer up here. Um, they're in the throes of flu season. But they've been busy protecting for COVID with masks, hand, uh, hand wash, and social distancing. And their flu season is is nothing. I mean, it's just sunk down to barely noticeable. So all the protections that are coming in for, that are being used for the COVID-19 outbreak are actually having a lot of benefit in the other really worrisome uh, communicable viral outbreak. Um, That surprised me because even last week, uh, CDC Director uh, Dr. Robert Redfield um, gave testimony in Congress about how, oh, we're in for a real double whammy when we have the winter and we've got the combination of COVID and influenza uh, outbreaks at the same time. And maybe it's not going to be so bad. Maybe it's just going to continue being COVID. But by all means, you know, we've we've got to keep you know we've got to keep vigilant on this. It's the combination. It's it's the masks. It's the uh, you know isolation to some extent. The distancing and hand hygiene. I think hand hygiene may actually be a more important factor in influenza. That may be a, a big part down in the southern hemisphere. But. It's still pretty remarkable. Hey, how do you think, and, and you're a doctor, you just go with data and what you know, but now we're rolling out sports. I think it's going to be damn hard to, to play sports because it's not necessarily if an athlete gets it and if he doesn't have you know any problems, pre-existing health problems, he's probably going to be fine and everything's going to be great. But the problem is, is when the media says someone has the coronavirus, we panic even if they're asystematic. So this, this athlete might not even be sick, but he gets it, and that's going to cause a panic. I just don't see sports happening in the fall. To be honest, my friends, uh, me amigos, I uh, I have yet to make peace with not having college football. This <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. we're with you. I, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. Um, 
No, it's really bad. I was. Uh, by the way, did you see uh, Tony Fauci last night? Oh, Throw he, out that that uh, was pulling up the first pitch. Yeah, the pitch was social distancing from the plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it made me think of Cleveland because it was like just a bit outside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a weak throw. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, he, he was having a lot of fun, and, and God, he sure deserves it. Uh, he sure deserves it. I, uh, uh, you know, the, the controversy that, that keeps coming up, and we talked about it last time about uh, with masks and aerosol. Uh, versus droplet spread. Um, stadiums are the places where you're most likely going to have aerosol spread to whatever extent aerosol spreads important. So that could just be wildfires. The other thing we're starting to see now is younger people are getting very sick and dying. We've had a lot of deaths now under age 40 and some in their 20s. So for a while it looked like it was just the old folks like me at the highest risk, and we know now that's not the case. And it's younger people that are going to be on college campuses and in those stadiums. So, uh, yeah, I, I I can't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, Sad. it's a scary thought, hey, man. Hey, it's hey, just not going away. Yeah. Well, it, Fauci said yesterday there's no end in sight. But so let's say you're this is a book. And when you're done with the book, you know everything there is to know about COVID-19. Where at we? Are we still in the beginning of this process where we just don't know? Yes. Remember, we talked about it as being a baseball game, frankly. We're still in the first inning, and bottom mm-hmm. of the first, and the virus is still running up runs on us. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be out of it. I, I think I'm pretty sure, in fact, that I mean, I bet, I bet money, and I'm not a gambler, uh, other than getting up and going to the office. Um, this, is, this virus is now endemic in the human population. That means it just exists all the time. It's like measles, say. So even if we got to the point where we have uh, herd immunity, we have a number of vaccines, it's not, uh, you know, this, this epidemic proportion problem is not running over our hospitals. It's still going to be there. There's going to be cases, you know, around the world all the time. So I think that book you're talking about, um, it will quantify exactly which kinds of prevention measures worked and how well they worked and which ones didn't. And what mistakes were made, and that gives us a good roadmap of how to continue going forward. Probably with something like you know annual vaccinations, like we do with flu shots, and uh, you know, and then uh, I'm watching also for the normal mutation that happens in viruses, and making sure that it doesn't flare back up as a wildfire uh, uh, mutated virus. How uh, how safe will these vaccines be, given that they're being rushed to market? I know Moderna comes out Monday. They're in their final phase. They're going to test it on 30,000 Americas, uh, Americans. Oxford University over in the U.K., Pfizer's got one. Are they rushing these too quickly? And if you're not feeling any symptoms, is there a risk in getting the vaccine? Well, we've got to wait and see, you know, which vaccines come out mm-hmm. kind of side effect profiles they actually have in those trials. We've, we're pretty good now at phase three trials and really being able to determine safety and effectiveness. The problem with something as big as this, you know, 8 billion people needing to be vaccinated, is you could have a tiny, tiny fraction of side effects or, or dangerous kind of complications like you're mentioning. I mean, it could be 0.1%. But when you're giving that to a billion people, that's still a whole lot of you know sick or dead people. Yeah. Mm. So nothing's perfect. So there will be complications. I don't think rushing to market is going to be um, 
as much of a factor in that as the fact that we're having many different kinds of vaccines. We're really trying to invent yeah. new vaccine uh, theories that have never worked before, sure, like sure. Uh, DNA virus vaccines and whatnot. And we just don't know what's going to happen. I think uh, everybody's... I think everybody's going to be good taking it as long as there's no lack of erection. Then we're good. <laughs> if that's one, one of the side effects. Yeah. yeah, that's a big choice to make there. <laughs> yeah. COVID, lack of erection. <laughs> well, you know, that, that makes me think of another point I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, particularly as I was thinking about uh, Governor DeWine's move, uh, you know, spreading beyond just a few counties into the whole state for mask requirements. I'm scratching my head trying to figure out what it is exactly about these people that refuse to wear masks. Um, you know, like we all wear seatbelts and that, you know, cut in half the annual traffic fatalities in this country. CDC totally changed um, sexual behavior with the uh, safe sex guidelines and the AIDS uh, epidemic in the late 80s. What's the big deal about wearing a mask? Yeah, remember the yeah. old sign, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Got to wear shirt yeah, and shoes. You got to wear pants in public. No glove, no love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm- well, since the last time we talked, we had you yeah, on. The whole focus was masks, and we had the different analogies and everything else. And now it's just about. Uh, in, a, in a good way, Doctor, I think we're past that now. It seems to be at least here in locally in central Ohio, I see everyone virtually everyone in a mask that's great and the people that aren't wearing it i don't i think it's just they're just being defiant because i'm an american and i'm which yeah. is silly yeah well you know this is a great country so you, you know you have a right to be stupid you have a right well, to yeah suicide. you don't have a right to kill everybody else right right yeah well dr Cohn, we appreciate it let's do it in a two three weeks again i'm sure it'll be a whole new world by then I'm sure it will be, too, and I always enjoy talking with you folks. Y'all stay safe. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, Doc. Dr. Murray Cohen.